Oh, hello there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, uh, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then I interview them about it, and we find out how it went. Uh, today's guest is Hodo Hersey. Very excited to have her on. She's been a good friend of the live show. Um, she's been on many, many times, and it was just a pleasure to get to sit down and talk with her today. Um, her assignment was based in self-care. Uh, we went back to basics here. She had an assignment that is so simple that I'm very confident that any of you could achieve it um, very, very easily, and you will be absolutely very, very surprised at the amount of difference that such a simple thing makes, um, which is how she found it, how I have found it, uh, how you will find it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just a, one of those things that you don't realize how much control you have over your environment until you start taking really tiny steps um, and start seeing the kind of snowball effect that they have in your life. Uh, so this assignment is an example of that. Um, if you want to follow Hodo around um, and see all of the great and fantastic things that she's doing, you can follow her on social media at Hodo Comedy. Uh, that's H-O-O-D-O -O Comedy. Um, Hodo is fantastic. If you haven't seen her stand-up, go do it immediately. Um, you don't even have to leave the house. Uh, she's got a Just for Laughs set that's on Netflix, I believe, currently. Uh, the Homegrown Show. I believe that that's still on Netflix. Uh, you can also see her Winnipeg performance on CBC. Uh, she's amazing. I'm just a true delight, and I'm so excited to have had her on today. Um, if you want to support this podcast in general, you can do things like liking, uh, rating, subscribing, um, all of the other gerunds that go along with podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the first time I've used the word gerunds in an intro. Uh, but will it be the last? Who knows? Um, yeah, go do all of those things. Tell your friends about this. Um, uh, uh, yeah, shout it out loudly in the street. Scale a building and announce it from the top of that building. I don't know. Whatever you got to do to get the word out, uh, go do that thing. <laughs> Uh, and in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Hodo Hersey. Hodo Hersey. Whoa, <laughs> clapping for myself. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, we start with an honest, how are you? So how are you for oh, real? Oh, I love that. Yes, because I just was in an Uber pool and um, uh, the guy I was riding with, his name was Cameron. Uh, no one needs to know that, but I'm just going <laughs> to tell you. And uh, I like to acknowledge everyone in an Uber pool. Like I'll say hi to the driver mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll say hi to the other passenger and they're always shocked. Because most people just get in and don't say anything. And then he was like, uh, hi, how are you? And I was like, good. And he's like, how are you? Good. And I was like, that was fake. In my mind, I was like, that wasn't a real interaction. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, here's the thing. I make it a point to say hi. And I never say, how are you? If I'm not in the mood to chat. Because I feel like it's very inauthentic. It is, There's yeah. no point in me asking, how are you? If I'm actually like in my own feelings and I'm not even interested. It's a weird thing that we do like specifically in this culture too. Because yeah. like. That's a strange thing that we just go around asking people how they are like a million times a day when we actually are not expecting them to answer in any kind of honest way. Yeah. But today I am. How are you? How am I? I am. Uh, I was a little sluggish this morning, uh, but I feel better. That's uh, good. Yeah, I feel better. So that's that's really what it was a rough start. 
I know I feel I feel better. Yeah. Good. What about you? How are you? I am okay. I've had a a very boring and stressful week, which is an interesting combo. That is. <laughs> I've just been working a lot, and then my days off, I had to do adult things like going to the dentist and returning a crock pot that I bought that was broken. <laughs> things like something. that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The dentist. When you get older. I, I just love the dentist. I so. hate the dentist. No, I love it because I don't want to end up with dentures. Yes. So I see it as very preventative. My favorite part is uh, when they do the cleanings. This is, the podcast is not about this. So you guys are going to edit this out. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, it's what What's that tool that they use where they go in between your teeth and they start just like Oh, scrape. the little hook. Yes. Thing? And they scrape out all that <laughs> plaque and stuff. Love that. Ugh. Feels so clean. Yeah. After. I try to be good about going for cleanings as often as you're supposed to so i go like every six months yeah because i figure it's cheaper than paying for other stuff a cavity yeah no that's not great but i i truly hate the dentist like i'm like white knuckles on the arms of the chair the entire time just for a cleaning what is the fear for you i i don't know i think it might be that like when i was younger we had uh at the dentist that my family went to we had this one hygienist who was like really aggressive uh-huh. like getting a if you walked into the room and she was the one who was giving your cleaning you'd yeah. be like oh no like it's gonna okay. hurt mm. uh she was like really aggressive with it and it would be like really really painful um and, and did you say anything or were you just, uh like, no i was very passive okay. uh and, and so was my mom so what my mom did was she she asked uh the dental clinic what days that hygienist worked and then just stopped booking our appointments on the days when that hygienist yes, was there. Yes, very which smart. Which is the most passive-aggressive way of avoiding that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, ugh, I, I hate it, and yeah. I hate the, like, feeling of things scraping on my teeth. I just, it makes my skin crawl, yeah. and I really, really hate it. I have family members that have dentures, and I just see what that looks like, and I go, I can't. I have yeah. to have mine. Yeah. Even if it's, like, just five front teeth, I got to mm. keep them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is not what the podcast is about, but we're talking about teeth. Yeah. You know what? I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy with whatever direction it goes That's fair. Into. That's fair. That's fair. Should we get into your assignment? Let's do it. All right. So your Let's assignment, uh, the category that you picked was self-care. Yes. And the assignment that I gave you was that you had to make your bed every day for a week. Yeah. How did that um, go? You know what? It felt great because uh, people always talk about how sleep is uh, so important to maintaining, you know, your mental health. Uh, And having a neat bed to come home to helps with half the battle. Yeah. You know, it looks so much more inviting. You just get excited about sleeping right away. Uh, I love to use some um, lavender oil. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Just I flick that on my on my bed sheets and it's great. You know, I think maintain, and it's such a simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to do. Um, Yeah, so first thing, and I don't put it off. That was the thing. That's the thing. You have to do it immediately. Yeah, because you're not going to get to it if you let it go. Yeah, you got to go right away, boom. Um, And I also think, yeah, that's the kind of self-care people don't talk about because everyone talks about mani-pedis and massages, but you do deserve to live in a space that is decluttered. You know what I mean? So that is priceless self-care it also kind of i know for me uh i'm not consistent about 
doing this, but when I get into a groove where I'm making my bed first thing regularly, uh-huh. it improves the entirety of the rest of my day. Yeah. In such a dramatic way that you can't quite believe that such a really, simple. really simple thing yeah. would make that big of a difference. I yeah. think for me, it's like a, a self-esteem thing almost. How so? Like, I seeing the made bed, it's like, yeah, I'm not a fuck-up. Look at this bed. <laughs> I made this bed. There you go. Uh, look at me being responsible. Uh, and it's uh, when you look around your environment, and stuff, it, it cha- it's a reflection of how you are inside. Uh, at least for me, I know if my room is a mess, it's because I'm feeling a mess. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to be honest. I did the assignment. That was the only, like, clean thing in my room. Though. That's fine. The bed was clean, and then it was just surrounded by this chaotic, you know, mm-hmm. all these clothes. You ever do this where you, like, don't do your laundry, so you just put it on a chair? Oh, yeah, I have I have the laundry <laughs> chair. You bet I've got a laundry chair for go. half dirty clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad, yeah. And I was like, listen, I this is self-care. I got it. I only did one pile. There's still another pile waiting for me when I get home. Yeah, I have an embarrassing amount of laundry to do sitting at home right now. Yeah. You know what I never understood is when people say they don't know how to do laundry. I'm like, this is the first world. You just put it in a machine. Yeah. We're not actually cleaning it. The, the robots doing yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a dumb first world thing right? to say. Yeah. To go back to like the rest of your room being a mess, but the bed being clean, I think that's one of the things about looking around the environment and seeing that this one piece at least is fine. Yes. It's like a sense of comfort in that way of yeah. like looking around and being like, yeah, everything else is a mess, but look at that made bed. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? What's really helped me this is going to sound very uh, silly, but... Um... Uh, I had a vision board last year that I made, mm-hmm. and a lot of the things on the vision board came true. So I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. That and is wh- not a silly thing to say on this podcast, just oh so you know. Vision boards? <laughs> I we love can a good certainly vision board. talk vision yeah. boards on this podcast. And going back to the bed thing, one of the things on my vision board from last year was like, I was like, okay, I gotta buy myself just like a better bed frame with a headboard, mm-hmm. with, you know, some a dresser, you know, and so uh, I bought all those things and, you know, having that as a reminder, it's like, okay, I gotta, I can't let myself down. I gotta at least try to make my room uh, not, like, it's much worse. It's still messy, but it was way worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I feel you about that getting a real bed frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a mattress on the floor person for many, many really? years. Yeah. Wow. The bed frame I have right now, I got two years ago and that would have been the first bed frame i had had since i was like maybe i don't know 14 15 Mm, wow yeah i just feel like it's um it's so small details that really matter Mm -hmm. you know uh i also yeah it's and you know what we spend so much time on our bed that why wouldn't you take care of it yeah you know we spend so many hours asleep on it half dead essentially you know <laughs> we might as well get care are we allowed to swear on the podcast yes you can okay it's a running joke that everybody always asks uh, <laughs> oh really <laughs> i think it's my nature that people feel they can't swear in front of me no uh i think i have 
sworn in front of you many times actually <laughs> i just feel like you know because we're talking about like you know higher self all these greater yeah. things you know that i'm but like, it's okay. also like don't edit yourself that's true you know, just yeah. be authentically yourself fair and if your authentic self feels the need to swear that is fine okay fair yeah i mean your mother's gonna hear this she probably won't okay. i i doubt that my mom could figure out how to listen to a podcast fair. Uh, she <laughs> fair she can't figure out that the the font size that she sees in her texts on her phone is not the same font size ah, that i see online yes. uh, so she will send me apology texts for the way that it looks yeah on her that's phone. so cute <laughs> she's really adorable she but not the most technologically savvy uh, which she would be the first to admit, but <laughs> growing up, did your mom ever push you to always make your bed and things like that? Never, ah. absolutely not. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, I my room was always a true disaster. Um, okay. growing up, never dirty mess or like gross mess, just clutter. You know, like yes, things like laundry chairs yeah. and stuff. It's like nothing dirty or like gross just stuff everywhere and a mess and not put back the places that it's supposed to be mm -hmm. um and it would always look like that and then i would have every once in a while maybe a couple times a year like once every six months i'd have a surge of energy where i'd be like i'm gonna put it all together now and i'd like rearrange the furniture and like clean everything and put everything in its place and it would stay like that for maybe a week or two and then it would be back to disaster mess um but my mom like didn't uh enforce how my room had to look or do you wish that like she that. did? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, fair. I uh, looking back, like, I sort of understand um, what she probably thought that she was doing by allowing me that freedom, but, mm -hmm. but I really, yeah, I think I do wish that I had had stricter boundaries and, and stuff like that and that rules had been enforced or existed in the yeah. first place <laughs> the, something my mom always says is when she when we're growing up when she'd walk into a room she in somali she'd say she'd be like oh look at this house not even like hello <laughs> look at this house it's so messy and so cluttered that was always the first thing she said when she came back from work <laughs> so now when i enter my room i go i just like that voice is still there and i go listen we're gonna make the bed and that's yeah. it <laughs> That's good. I think that's good to have that voice in your head a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I think my mom wanted to, to uh, make up for things that she couldn't give me by allowing me other things. Ah. And a lot of the time that looked like freedom or a lack of yes. structure and rules. That it was like, I can't, you know, we're never going to have a lot of money. I'm never going to be able to buy you the things that I wish that yeah i could buy you and like uh provide for you in that way so instead i'll like give you lots of freedom and ah. and things like that and also we uh i think there was also an element too of we grew up in a like a really really small basement apartment okay and uh well i did my mom was already grown um but, <laughs> but i grew up in this really tiny basement apartment and uh didn't have a lot of privacy oh yeah you know like yeah. um thin walls and like my my door wasn't like a a real door <laughs> it was mm. like one of those like folding closet doors almost yeah yeah um so i think my mom wanted to make up for the lack of actual privacy that i had by giving me sort of like the illusion of privacy ah right where it was like that's your own space i'll never go into your room when you're not here 
like when you're home I will knock and I won't open the door until you tell me that it's okay and like things like that she wanted to give me a sense of having privacy because of the nature of the actual physical environment and do you have any siblings I do I have one older sister and then did she does she make her bed I don't know growing up no I think what I remember is that her room uh, which later became my room, looked very much the same. Okay. Fair. That we were we were pretty similar in that in that way, the clutter way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my sister's much older. She's twelve years older than me. So uh, she. Oh, that's yeah, that's a gap. Yeah. Whoa. So she moved out uh, for university when I was, I want to say five, maybe six, um, and then I took her bedroom. Ah. Okay, well, listen, you know, I feel like clutter is, I don't know if it's an epidemic yet, but I feel like a lot of people are dealing with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do find, though, when I am able to get my shit together a bit and actually keep things from being cluttered, yeah. that it has a really, really big noticeable impact on the way that I feel and my, Huge. like, emotional well-being. That the, the clean environment, yeah, is very soothing. I will say this, as I've gotten older now, I'm really into uh, organizational, um, you know, things on Pinterest mm-hmm. or, you know, magazines. Uh, and But now it's just sort of like a like a fantasy. You know, I look at it and I go, wow, one day I'm going to do that. <laughs> but so this year on my vision board, I'm going to put some stuff, you know, when it comes to sort of like, you know, organization. And then also I really want to make my bed look nice. You know, when you see those beds and those magazines and they've got like three pillows and then like a, yeah. a, a, a duvet and then the duvet's got a duvet, you know, <laughs> I want to have that. There are two components of those pictures of beds that I will never have and will refuse to ever have, uh-huh. uh, which is the tiny throw pillows that are put on the bed oh, that's useless. in front of the regular pillows. That's yeah. never going to happen. And also never going to happen is the small blanket at the foot of the yeah, bed. Yeah, I think that's a waste too. Right? Yeah, yeah. What are, like, I think it's yeah. an efficiency thing in my mind that yeah. I'm like, this is so inefficient that I have to remove bedding to get into my bed. That's <laughs> What's the logic behind the extra blanket thing? I don't know. Do you know? Maybe it's like an old timey thing of like keeping your feet warm. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, you know, when I'm at home, I'm always in a onesie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comfort yeah. first. Comfort first. Uh, yeah, I want everything on my bed to be used by me. So yeah. if it's one of those useless, tiny pillows, like, I don't need that. No, yeah. I don't need that. I have recently started trying to make my bed, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a dream bed. Okay, <laughs> like great. Been, what, and so what's your dream bed? I've been, I've been adding all of these little features to my bed to make it, like, a paradise. Uh, so... I have um, this metal bed frame. It's like a windy metal with little pillars. Okay. Kind of Where'd you get that bed. from? From Kijiji. Okay. I got it used. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't include all of the parts that I needed to put it together, so I've had to improvise a little bit. Okay. That um, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's Kijiji. Actually, shout out to Leonard Chan, who was a guest on this podcast, uh, for giving me a tip as to how to recreate the feet for the bed that weren't included Mm. (laughs) by using uh, little pieces of pipe. It did work. It worked nicely. But um, yeah, so I've got this like really beautiful bed frame, even though it's put together kind of uh, MacGyvery. Yeah. But uh, I added little like twinkle lights that I wrapped around the, the pillars that stand on the 
headboard. Oh, wow. Um, and I got an extension cord that has a little button so that I can, like, twinkle just press lights. a button. And then there's little twinkle lights now. Um, so cute. I've uh, put various... <laughs> this is going to sound strange. I've put various, like, chargers and wires and stuff like that um, wrapped around the the metal bar at the base of the headboard so they're not visible okay but i have like a computer charger like a phone so charger smart so right? smart and are uh, you taking notes <laughs> listeners take notes so we've got like all these like tech hookups there and then the the two that i've added recently um uh i bought a okay i don't know if you've seen like instagram ads for this tiny projector Oh, yes. So I looked it I up bought on Amazon, it. <laughs> and the reviews for it apparently are trash. Like, they are trash. Like, the sound is not good, and yep. I was like, oh, I can't engage. But I bought it. Okay. I bought it. And do you like it? Yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't know if you were expecting it to be, like... But is the sound it's like, clear enough? It doesn't have yeah, to be Yeah, it's fine. Perfect. It's audible, and it also has, um, like, a jack for headphones. Great. Except so, like, even if you blew the speaker or something like that, you and then you just boom project it. Yeah, up so there. I can so project uh, stuff onto my ceiling now from uh, to watch things in bed, which is fantastic. Do you use it a lot? I use it a medium amount. Um, it was a pain at the beginning because I uh, to hook it up to your computer, you need to buy an HDMI cord that it's not included with the thing. So the first like week that I had it, I didn't, I couldn't oh. connect it to my computer oh, you just or anything. Get an but, HDMI yeah, cord it was not a big Amazon. deal. So I've got that uh, charger connected to my bed now as well. Yeah. So I've got this projector. I've got these twinkly lights. I've got, like, chargers hooked up there. Aren't you worried that something's <laughs> going to overheat and then it'll explode? No. Granted, this is my own father's paranoia that I've taken no, on. No, I'm not. Uh, my mom has that paranoia as well of, yeah. like, things being plugged in and uh, a fear of electrical fires yes, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, the projector, I will say, does get hot. Um, oh. so I keep it at an angle where I know that it's fan isn't covered and I'll only watch things on it for like an hour or something like that. maybe two ah. hours and then I'll turn it off. I won't like keep it on all night or anything like that. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I'm also very paranoid about that. So I've, I've made sure that everything is nice and safe. That is such a nice bed. But Are, I'm really need to enjoying take a it. take photo of this and put it on Instagram. Perhaps I will. Or perhaps I'll take a photo and send it only to you. Uh, <laughs> I think to advertise the episode of this podcast, you should totally do that. This but is yeah, bed is good right now. It's like so nice. Yes, yeah. and I'm finally not in a mattress on the floor. So I have a memory foam mattress, and that is huge. It makes a humongous difference. It makes a huge. This is such a privileged conversation it we're is. having right now. But <laughs> if you have the money, you got to get one. <laughs> I got mine though from like this. Um, this man that makes it himself oh in like a factory artisan you know what I mean? so i went pack. there that's you know and he, he was like oh i'm gonna use this material and this material mm -hmm. and then he showed me where he's gonna make it and stuff and he's like come back you know tomorrow or you know he said we'll deliver anyways it was mm -hmm. great that it was just like a small business kind of thing yeah i had the same mattress for so many years like uh from age I want to say like 11 to 28 yeah. i had the same mattress and it was like uh the cheapest mattress that we could get oh, at fair. the time so yeah. it was really really bad terrible like really slept like felt like sleeping on a plank of wood um and i have like joint problems and chronic pain and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. uh it's really important that my bed be comfortable and it changed my life when i started getting those little memory foam toppers just the little, like, two inches of memory foam. You can get them for, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
put it on the worst mattress in the world, which is what I had, and uh, it changed everything. It was so much better. I think there's just such a thing to take care of yourself while you're sleeping. Like, I think there's a part of us that feels like, well, I'm not really there, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) You know? Like, uh, uh, the time when I'm checked out for the day. I will say this, though. Um, Like, a lot of times people say that they don't have money to buy certain things. And that's true. That's fair and valid. But I have a lot of friends that'll say they don't have money for something, but then we'll then we'll go shopping or eat out. Yeah. And I'm like, if you just curb that, it's just about redirecting. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because like I have never had money. (laughs) Like (laughs) I've been this is the richest I've ever been. And I'm a barista slash stand up comedian. So (laughs) if that tells you anything, um, but yeah, it's just that I've learned to prioritize certain things over other things. I will say this, though. Being broke does make you funnier. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld even said it, too. He's like, listen, if I had Richard Pryor's childhood, I'd probably be even funnier. Mm-hmm. You know, Richard Pryor, as we all know, his mom was literally a whore. Like, she was actually a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, Sinbad weird poll uh (laughs) you know legendary comedian simbad uh said comedians are funniest when they're riding the bus yes yeah Yeah, i totally agree with that the subway i agree with all of that Mm -hmm. you know i feel like you know once you and i start making a little bit more money we will unfortunately be less funny yeah you know probably yeah i mean we'll still be funny but we'll lose some of it i feel yeah 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 i i think you i don't know the you're you lose some of your relatability i think that that's the thing is like you get out of touch with everyday things so i love kevin hart uh i saw him live and i remember once he made this joke about uh walking down his driveway and how it's really dark and kind of long really Mm -hmm. and i'm like that is a rich person problem yes that is not i mean i'm laughing but it's not really resonating with me it is funny but it's not resonating with me yeah yeah i can't remember the last time i had to walk down my long winding driveway yeah Yeah, right i love it when comedians start making jokes like that yes yeah i don't know maybe you just need to find an audience of other rich people Right? If you were performing to only rich people with long, windy driveways, they would be like, oh my yes. God. <laughs> you know what? And I love when comedians are, like, rich, and then they can still make you laugh. Like, Kevin Hart, had, I saw him at Just for Laughs two years ago. He had another joke about his, he was working out material, and it was, he was talking about how he met up with Jerry Seinfeld for uh, dinner, and Jerry convinced him that he needed to get, like, an, a stone oven for pizza <laughs> and he's like you gotta get one it's really good and then he got one and he's like I, but i don't use it for pizza and i was like this is a rich person problem yes an oven just for pizza wow one can only dream <laughs> and when he was performing he had this chain and it was like sparkly and i was like oh my god real diamonds Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> i am not used to any of this <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed uh i i remember clocking this during jfl 42 um comedians have very nice shoes yeah i agree yeah 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 very nice shoes um and there was one comedian in particular i'm not gonna mention their name because they were very funny and i don't want to be shit talking them which i'm not doing but uh okay 
He was wearing extraordinarily expensive shoes. Okay. And made in Canada or in the U.S. He was he was a U.S. comic, but okay. he was here for the JFL Forty Two Festival. Extraordinarily nice shoes, and s- almost all of his jokes were about how broke he is, and, oh, <laughs> and like not being able. To, don't lie to us. To pay bills and stuff yeah, like that. And I was like, that. the shoes though. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle I, Wolf has really nice shoes. Oh yes, she does. Her special, she had like these platform. I can't do an hour in that, but I admire what she's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to tell me after this who who the comic is. We'll, talk, we're done. we'll talk. Yeah, I'm dying to know. <laughs> um, yeah, that is really weird. To but it, but it also that's just like what we were talking about before about that's just his version of eating takeout a lot instead of spending money on other self-care things, you know? Yes, yeah. It's just, like, I'm not saying he's not broke. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying he spent a lot of money on his shoes, that's all. There you go. Right? Yeah, I can't, you know, we're gonna, I won't, one can only dream that one day you and I will be making jokes about tax breaks. I can't wait. Oh my god. Ta- these tax breaks. I yes. can't wait to complain about my pizza oven. Yes. I- <laughs> Stoned. It's made out of stones. I don't know. Maybe that's better for the pizza. I don't know. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait uh, until the audience is not responding to my long winding driveway material. But here's the thing. Like, they it's, probably people still, still were laugh, responding, right? Because yeah. he's very animated on stage. <laughs> Stage, so kudos to him. Yeah, if you yeah. can sell it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so going back to the making your bed assignment. So you were a good friend of the live show. Yes, everywhere, yeah, yeah. And I've done it many times. And I had you do this exact assignment once for the live show, I think maybe a year ago. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons that I wanted to give you this same assignment again mm-hmm. was uh, in recent episodes, a lot of people have been talking about how they have been enjoying doing this thing and have seen real improvements, whatever it was that they were assigned, but are afraid that they're going to let it go and then stop doing it. Okay. And it's going to lose its benefit. Yeah. Um, and my response to that has been that that's fine. Maybe you, that's pretty normal that you would do it really actively for a while and then you would sort of drop off and forget about it and let it go for a bit, but then you can come back to it later and, uh, just yeah, dip in and out of it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask about your experience of revisiting this, this like, assignment. This assignment. So here's the thing. I, after you told me to do it the first time, I just really kept doing it. And the reason why I kept doing it was because I was like, this is the one simple thing that I can do. Um, like I look at the laundry chair and I look at the bed and I go, the bed's the easier thing yes. to tackle. So I just would always do that. <laughs> the laundry chair was just there. It's just there. Uh, it's such a, I think it's simplicity is so great. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was able to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there might've been like, no, yeah. So because of the laundry chair situation, I now (laughs) am watching a lot of things, uh, and, and eating, which is bad on my bed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Uh, so I've just put so much more effort into the bed that I've abandoned the rest of the room. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it's so, I cannot emphasize, it's so easy, which is great. It is so easy. I don't yeah. know, like, I've never been a person who actively made my bed, like, growing yeah. up or anything like that. Uh, it takes five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. Even if even if you don't properly make the bed like you're at a hotel or something like that, even if you just straighten out the comforter. Uh, <laughs> that's really all I'm, that's yes. It. That's yeah. all you have to do is just. 
It's yeah. just straight up comforter. That's it. I hate what they do at the hotels where they tuck it in. Tuck it all in. I hate and, it. What, I'm uh, I'm going to move. And yeah. like, what? I don't know what the logic is behind that. I know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that at home. Just, like, all I'm talking about is just straighten your comforter. You will have a better day. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> you will have a better day. I'm trying to... Are there any other, like, simple things that you could do? Uh, kind of like making your bed in the same vein that would dramatically boost... In a, like, cleaning up after yourself sense or just in, and in, in general? general? What's, like, a small... I love a good life hack. Oh, that's a big question. Um... I know smiling more helps. Yeah, that's true. I've heard that. Yeah, you were not Although excited we ta- about that. You no, heard no, her no. tone? She's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say we t- that that is true. For most people, we talked about this on the Amanda Pereira episode that I've been trying to smile less. Really? Uh, <laughs> Why? What's going on? <laughs> because I, I've been realizing that a lot of my smiling is people-pleasing. Ah, Making other people feel comfortable. Making it's other not people feel comfortable. Thing. It's not for me. It's for them. Mm. Um, so I've been trying to pay attention to when I'm smiling and how much and who it's for. Oh, that's great. Mm. Intentional smiling. Yes. Okay. But I think, uh, yeah, for a lot of people, let go. Crack a smile. But for me, letting go is dropping the smile. Okay, fair. Fair. Also, so- I think it's just years and years of working in customer service. Yeah. Um, and knowing that less people will be mad at you if you just keep smiling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but it makes it worse for me when they smile. Yeah? Yeah, because I go, you're not going to help me, are you? I can <laughs> no. just see it. <laughs> That's really what the smile's for. <laughs> I feel like all of my jobs, like day jobs and things, are just keeping other people calm. Yeah. Which feeds into a lot of my, like, existing neuroses anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's really at odds with the personal work that I'm trying to do. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. That I, like, smile professionally and people please professionally and that my whole job is to manage other people's emotions and suppress my own. It's not good. But I feel like with comedy, it's one of the rare things where you could just be... Yes. This is one of the reasons I love doing comedy is that it's the opposite it's really just me yeah it's so good and i don't i'm not under any obligation to suppress things or yeah stuff like that the whole point is to try to get to a place where you can the most authentically be yourself and so many comedians have made huge careers off of being angry you know yeah <laughs> so it doesn't even it's true doesn't even matter you know <laughs> um Okay, so no life hacks. No, no I have think- so many that that's the entire podcast. Yeah, that's true. We can't. That's okay. the- <laughs> Sorry, I will listen to the other I episodes. do have so many of them. <laughs> but that's- Do you have ones that you haven't done yet? For sure. I've got Oh, a, but then that's like gonna, those going to be future es- Those are going to be future exactly. episodes. Exactly. Why am I asking for spoilers? I totally... <laughs> but yeah, that's like the whole premise of this yeah. podcast is like uh things like this like okay to give you one um this was on the last episode so we won't talk about it too much but uh, i had olivia collect on and i had her write out a to-do list okay of things that she needs to do um and then rewrite the same to-do list but putting i want to in front of each item love right love simple, where are you getting this from? simple things like that um, oh from a lot of reading, a lot of self-help books, <laughs> years of trying to be like, one day I'm going to find one thing that's going to change everything. 
And it turned out the secret the whole time was to compile a whole bunch of little things like this. Mm. You know what? uh, A really good thing to do. uh, Do you use the five minute journal? No, I don't. Have you ever heard of it? I think I may have. I have one that I think is similar. Okay. My therapist recommended the five minute journal Mm -hmm. and she says it'll really shift your thinking if you stick with it. So in the morning you write down um, three things you're grateful for. And then you answer the question. The second thing is, what would make today great? And you write down three things. And it has to be doable things. It can't mm. be like, uh, there will be no car accidents. To, like, that's not within your own sort of control. Uh, and then the last thing is you write down an affirmation, a daily affirmation. So I am, and then you fill it in. And then at the end of the night, you know, when you're about to go to bed, you write out um, three amazing things that happened. And then you answer the question, how could I have made today better? That's very up my alley. Yeah. I, I have a very similar book, similar things where you do uh, answer questions in the morning and then a couple at night. Oh, that's great. It includes one um, that says like, today I will make so-and-so's day by and then blank. Ah. Um, so it includes like a connection with other people thing of like, how am okay. I going to put joy into somebody else's life today? Yeah, but you're working on smiling. But I'm less. working on so smiling do, less. You gotta come to my side. This I know. This is all about me. <laughs> me, 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 I, I, I. You gotta do that journal. Exactly. And then there are weekly challenges. Um, so it'll be like volunteer at an animal shelter. Write yourself a love letter. That was mm-hmm. the most recent one that I had to do. Um, it's so good. Yeah, you should do it. And so yeah, that's you know that has I've noticed that helps me. You know, if I'm like I gotta clean my room or I gotta just make my bed, you know, I'll add that in. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you do that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you're doing something too selfless. You gotta be a little (laughs) bit more selfish, Tracy. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to smile less. I always ask myself, (laughs) what would a white guy do in a scenario whenever, like, whenever I am, like, conflicted or I feel guilty about something, Mm. I go, white guy would just go for it. And I'm going for it. You're right. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I want to write a joke about it, but it's it's really, like, all kidding aside, it's really something that I believe. Uh, I remember I was almost late for my flight, and I saw this one white guy at the airport just asking people if he could go in front of them. And I was like, if I don't do what he's doing, I'm going to miss my flight. Yep. So I was like, please, I got to go to Calgary. The plane's about to leave, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, people shit on white men a lot, as they should, but there's a lot of good things they got going on. So mm, That we could use to adopt. Yes, yeah. yeah. I th- yeah, I think just the the <laughs> courage, is the, the the balls to just be like, hey, can I go in front of you in line? Yes. Uh, otherwise, I I was like, I will literally miss my flight. I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also goes back to something we talk about a lot, which is uh, just asking for what you want. Just like, why are we not doing that? Why why are we not just asking for the things that we want yeah and sometimes when i do shows now because i always ask for what i want uh i'll go um if i'm doing a gig depending on their budget usually i'll ask if they can cover an uber and lyft uh on top of paying me you know and then i'll show up to the gig and then i'll say bye to my friends and they're like oh where are you going i'm like oh i'm getting into this lift and they're like oh okay i'm like yeah they're they're paying for it and they're like what and i was like you should have negotiated better mm-hmm. Should have negotiated. I love you, Hoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got the money, you know? 
I need some of what you have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious to go back to the vision board thing. When did you start making vision boards? So I started it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what it was? <clears throat> A lot of people do really well by just writing out their goals. But there's something powerful about turning it into like this arts and crafts project mm-hmm. and making it look really nice because my vision board from last year had this like goldy kind of border on it it looks it looks like a work of art you know um and ev- and i put it in a place I, I well i put it in a place where i could see it every day so i would look up and i'd go i can't let myself down you know and it was just like a reminder of the promises that i had made to myself i'm a very visual person as well yeah like writing things down that's one thing but having something visual that you see every day it makes a big difference that's actually uh, to go back to the making your bed thing, um, when I started doing the making my bed every day was when I I was noticing that I was making all of these to-do lists and I was barely finishing any of the things on the list, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of the time the, the whole <clears throat> list of all of the things that I actually should do are, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. It's too many things. So what I did was I made a list of all of the things that uh, would be good things to have done for myself in a day. Um, and I included little things like, um, uh-huh. that you would obviously do like, uh, I don't know, shower, floss your teeth, like things like that. Mm-hmm. So I made this whole list of like, make your bed, <clears throat> take the dog for a walk, like eat a good breakfast, um, all of the things that would make a really good day. And then I, um, had them like printed them out with the writing in like different color and different fonts. I, <laughs> this is so darky. I like laminated each one of them. Love. So I like cut them into the individual items, laminated them, and then uh, I got like a magnetic whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And what I started doing was instead of making a to do list, I made this whiteboard my have done list. Okay. Uh, so I would put things <laughs> up with magnets onto that board only if I had done that thing. Love. So I would start with making my bed and then I'd put the make, made my bed on top of the list and then that would motivate me to do more things for the satisfaction of putting it onto the this visual list and I kept it in a place where I'd see it all the time yes and what it started doing for me was framing things as like in a sense of accomplishment yeah instead of a sense of failure uh that a to-do list like that that's in my head or even written down of all of those things, I'm not going to get to all of those things. And I'm going to focus at the end of the day on the things I didn't do. Yeah. Right. But this made me focus on the things that I did do. And at the end of the night, at the end of the day, before I'd go to bed, I would take each thing off of the whiteboard to like put it, the item back in the basket, take the magnet off uh, to clear the board for the, the next day. And I would take a second to like reflect on like, yeah, I like, Look at me, like, I did a real grocery shopping trip today and, like, made myself, like, a good dinner. Or Even if it was the only thing that I got onto that board was made my bed. It was, like, at least I made my bed. You did it. And uh, so, like, gives you uh, a sense of, I don't know, accomplishment instead of lack and failure and shame. Yeah, and, you know, <clears throat> that's the interesting thing about becoming an adult is you start to do crafts. And journal to save your sanity. It happens yeah. to you. Yeah. You just wake up one day like holding masking tape. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you just to save start yourself. Crafting. That's what it is. Yeah. Um Yeah, vision I'm so excited to make uh my new one. And you know what was interesting? Is so many of the things on my twenty nineteen vision board I accomplished. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it was just a visual. Rem- it, it's so powerful. I cannot emphasize. There's yeah. really something to just having set your intention to something and really focused in on what you want mm-hmm. will make it easier <clears throat> to accomplish that thing or to get what you want. Just n- having identified this is what I want. Yeah. And then setting an intention to chase it and go forward. It makes a humongous difference. It's so, so powerful. Yeah, I think. Do you, uh, have you done a vision board? You've done a vision board. I haven't, actually. I, ah. like, it's, it sounds like something that I definitely would have done, and I've co- contemplated it before. I think it's more You gotta make someone do I it haven't on made this, the time. Uh, on the podcast. And have Maybe I'll have somebody, and we'll make them together, and then <laughs> we can talk about it. I think that's fun, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, but I totally see the value in, in something like that, absolutely. And, uh, like, I haven't, I haven't made a like a proper vision board before but i will um write down goals or mantras and things like that and pin them to this one bulletin board that i have Mm -hmm. um set up in front of my desk that i look at all the time right now it has the uh the four agreements Ah. pinned to it (laughs) which we've talked about many times on this podcast have you read the four agreements no i haven't my therapist told me to read Uh, it Yeah, yeah do it the book's so short Okay. It's so short. Okay. It will not take you, like, any time at all. It's not a real yeah, investment. It's really it. easy to read, too. Like, it's not really dry and okay and stuff like that. You will you will benefit. Yeah. I, I, I definitely do want to read that. Um, yeah. That would be one of my, like, top recommendations. The Four Agreements. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing that was really important about the vision board for me was to make sure that I was picking goals from different categories because a lot Mm. of times people are focused on career way too much or health or travel it was like no no no. i want to pick like a healthy amount i want to look at my vision board and see like you know have it be very multifaceted yeah well-rounded and your whole life yeah not just this one area of your life you know um i had one of the things on my vision board was like i just want to get better at doing my own makeup Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't feel like I have to get it professionally done or if I have a nice show coming up, like I can just do it myself, you know? Um, yeah, you know, uh, travel was a huge one. But then also like going to the gym, I had a picture of like toned arms, you know? Mm-hmm. Forget about being skinny. I just want it to be strong, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a work in progress, but it's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to happen. I'm better now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. You seem strong. Yes, thank you. Yeah, mm. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of people tell me that. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, the doctor told me, I get to measure, she had to measure my height for something. She's like, oh, you're five foot one. And I was like, mm, I feel taller. I, <laughs> I don't know. Just my energy. I just feel like I'm taller. People are like, you're short. And I'm like, mm, no. No. <laughs> Not inside, though. No, no. <laughs> I think that's the most perfectly hoda thing that I've ever heard. I didn't say it to my doctor, but I, I thought You'd be like, no. And my mom I was like, I feel taller. Oh, no, I feel taller. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> so have you always been somebody who sets intention on things? Like Here's maybe f- you only made your first vision board last year, but that kind of energy behind it. 
Uh, so it, all of this really started after I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therapy is great. I know not everyone can afford it. So once again, very, very privileged conversation, but important if you have the money nonetheless. To but go. also, as we learned on the Marissa Bettino episode uh, at the very end, you don't even have to listen to the whole episode. You can just go and listen to the very end. She gave us some really good resources for affordable therapy, uh, at least in Toronto and Ontario. Ah. Um, so... Uh, I believe it was affordabletherapytoronto.com um, oh, okay. for affordable therapists. And then uh, in Ontario, there's a program called Bounce Back Ontario, which will send you uh, cognitive behavioral therapy workbooks okay. through the mail for free um, mm. so that you can do cognitive behavioral therapy on your own. And I believe that she said they also set you up with uh, a counselor over the phone to help you through the workbooks. So just want to say that oh, just that's so great. for the listeners who <coughs> are feeling like therapy is too expensive so you were saying when you started going to therapy yeah that was like a huge uh turning point for me because uh I like my therapist I'm friendly with her we're not friends obviously because then therapy doesn't work if Mm -hmm. you're friends with your therapist but um yeah it was there were you know you're going you're there and you're having these really uncomfortable conversations about yourself and then also I think you know so that was huge and you know her holding me accountable just also me holding myself accountable uh, for a lot of my behavior. Uh, and then also uh, just seeing my parents, you know, the, the whole immigrant thing, you know, they came here and they sacrificed so much. I go, yeah, okay, so now let me live the life that I want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They had to really, you know, put us first, and I don't got no kids, so what's my excuse, you know? <laughs> right? Also, I, I would imagine there's a sense of, like, I want to live the life that they wanted for me. Yeah. Right? Like, well, because my mother would sacrificed. not want me to be a stand-up comedian. That's no, but, <laughs> but, but yeah. wanting success and happiness for There you, we right? go. Yeah, yeah. She, of course, wants that for me. Um, so I think those two things were huge. Uh, therapy and then also just seeing my parents and just thinking, wow, they've sacrificed so much. And, you know, time, it, they won't get that time back. It's mm-hmm. gone, you know. And they're in their 60s now. Not to say they haven't had a good life, but... I'm sure there are many things that they wish they could have done in their youth. And that used to make me really sad. But then I go, listen, I just got to make sure that I don't make those mistakes. I think that's the whole thing. It's just you have to really take stock of that, that there is only so much time and you are only in control of your own life. And you have more control over your own life than you You think think. that you do a lot of the time. Uh, So don't waste time. Yeah. Build the life you want. Also, death is very humbling. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if we could live for like 10,000 years, we wouldn't really be getting a lot done as no. a species, I don't think. <laughs> no, it's don't kind think of maybe good that we're, I don't know, what is it, 70, 80 max? Mm-hmm. And then it's we're gone we're by then? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then also I feel like the neighborhood that I, I live in now um, <clears throat> there's been like this increase in a lot of like gun violence and there's been some deaths in my neighborhood and that's been very scary to see, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, there's a kid that died, uh, he's a year younger than me and he was not involved in any organized crime and he got shot. He was just like a bystander. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, this is crazy. You know, really? And he was just coming home from work and he died. He was murdered. Um, So I was like, I really have to do the best I can. Always, always. Yes. And uh, like, don't waste a day. Yeah. Yeah. 
So depressed. That was what a what a sad note. <laughs> what a just casual murder. Just mentioning that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a yeah. It's just a, a, you're right. A death is humbling. It's a reminder that like the time is precious and like you don't know how much of it you have. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah seventy don't, or eighty yeah. max. But you don't know if maybe it comes before then. So wouldn't you like to have like achieved a sense of happiness for yourself before that comes yeah also um i don't know if you've noticed this uh watching my parents age oh yep that's been very humbling because mm-hmm. uh i'm like okay like the last three years or so i'm like they're getting older that's uh i don't know how much time i've left with them so i really like make an effort to spend time with them and i don't argue with them as much even if i don't agree with them on something i go just that's what you think and this is what i think you know and i'm very more i'm way more diplomatic now mm-hmm. uh yeah you know so have you noticed a change in your in your mom or yes yeah um it would be too much to get into with only this much oh time fair left fair fair sorry on the sorry. podcast but yeah definitely yeah yeah and that like has really um made me take stock of my life and uh yeah, I don't know, the the amount of control that I actually have and not just um, getting caught in the stream and just floating along in whatever direction the current is pulling me of, yeah. like, giving me a real um, focus on uh, paddling for myself, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Like, I'm, no, I'm not just going to let the river take me <clears throat> in whatever direction the river is going. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set some intention and go where I want to go. Yeah, and I also think the work-life balance thing very huge because I saw my parents working way too hard mm-hmm. and then watching their health, um, you know, it has taken a hit. I mean, they're fine now, but there was a couple moments that were scary. Uh, and I go, oh, my God, like, it's important that I do have a day off from doing comedy, you know, just, yes. just to myself to, like, rest. Yeah, workaholism is not the key to happiness. I think, like... Uh, people get sucked into that where they think like, oh, if I just like get it all done and just like work nonstop and don't take a minute for myself, then I'll get time for myself <clears> later. <throat> um, no. But no, that's not how it works. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta um, space out how much you're pushing yourself. Also, you can always tell when a stand-up it doesn't have a life outside of comedy. It's because yes, you can. can see the quality of jokes on stage. You're like, oh, you haven't really, you're not getting out enough. Yeah. You need to leave your house yeah, and no, this no, no. basement. <laughs> that we're all your comedy suffers. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you don't do it for yourself, do it for the comedy. Do it for the comedy. <laughs> if you can't get behind doing it for your own personal well-being, soul. comedians, do it for the sake of your jokes. There they will go. also benefit. Yeah. Uh, we end the podcast by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's hear it are you giving me one no. i want one from you too yeah matt, matt only listens to the pod, to, to the podcast compliments <laughs> he's here as a compliment supervisor there you go yep i like it okay let's hear it um okay so where should i start i think uh you are an undeniable talent i think that's a thing to say Thank first you. first off Thank you. Is like you are a really like fire, fire, fire dynamite comedian. 
Um, and I feel like you're at, at this point right now where I'm like, I'm so excited to see what's about to happen. Like, I, oh, I can feel you. it like bubbling oh. up like like something's about to like explode uh, for you. And uh, I feel like when people, when people find you, uh, they're going to be so excited. <laughs> like, I, I can't wait for like the world to, to know you. Uh, like, cool. obviously, they already do. Like, you've done television and, and things like that, and, like, you're o- already exploding, but I'm like, yeah, like, you're going to be, like, a household name kind of person. Like, there's something really special about you. <clears throat> so that's you. that's part of it. Um, also, I just think that you're a really, like, strong, confident, like, no-nonsense person, which I really respect. Um, and that I see a lot of qualities in you that I wish I had more of myself that I like, I admire you, uh, in a lot of ways in like a, in a personal capacity that I think like, you don't, you don't suffer fools, which I appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like you're not taking anybody's crap. And I, and I love that about you. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my mother's the same way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's where I get it from. Yeah. yeah, you're a delight. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And then do I go and do No. The... Oh. No. Oh, I thought it was uh no? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean like I mean listen, I feel you... like you should really be you... partaking. It's a little bit upsetting that you're just sitting there. But once again, the women do all the work and the man just sits there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you. It is not a. It is not a reciprocal thing. You are. You are not. It's not your turn to give me a compliment. But yeah, it just. I. I adore you, and I'm so happy that you came on the podcast. Thank today. you for having me. Seriously, I had so much fun. Good. Thank we'll have. We'll have you back another. Yeah, time. I want to come back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> listeners, uh, go be nice to yourself, and remember that love is everywhere.